It's Monday, baby. Boom, it's Monday, baby. All right, Ron, we have the king of offers himself joining us today. And uh, of course, it's a Monday. Of course, of course. I cannot wait for this to, to go. Let's just do it. All right, let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. Today, we are joined by the one and only Steve Larson. Man, I have so many stories I want to tell about Steve. Uh, but today, we're going to get to talk to him about all his failed businesses. And honestly, every time that he got back up to win. Kept getting back up, kept winning. He's got so many awesome programs. Uh, his offer mine event is amazing. He's got his offer lab uh, high ticket program, plus so many other things and so much value he gives to everybody along the way. Steve, I'm truly honored that you've joined us today. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Corey, Ron, thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Now we're so excited that you uh, joined us, but we know all about you. If you can kind of give our audience a quick backstory and tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started uh, doing this game very broke and, uh, you know, how a lot of people start that way. No assets, negative cash flow, you know, in debt. And uh, basically started trying a new business idea like every three to six months. And I wasn't just trying it. I'm very proud to say like I was actively, you know, beating the street. I was out there like talking to people, trying to sell and, and it wasn't stuck in I was a little learning loop, stuck in learning loops a little bit, but eventually broke out of that. But it, it took, I mean, it took about five years and 34 attempts. And uh, that's what I've counted anyway. And, and the first half of them, I didn't know what a sales funnel was as we talk, as we call it now. Um, and uh, the second half I did, and it, it still took, still took several tries. I ended up working for Russell Brunson at ClickFunnels. That's how a lot of people know him anyway. And um, created uh, a coaching program with him called Two Comical Coaching. Uh, that's now been transformed to two comic of X uh, after I left there. And then um, I also do a challenge over there called the one funnel way challenge. And uh, it's just been fun, but a lot of fun. So since then though, I left and started my own jam, me and a bunch of guys bootstrapped it out of a bedroom in my old house <laughs> and uh, it's going really well. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. So awesome. Yeah. I know uh, Ron sent me on a, a quest to kind of find a, a way for us to do some things a little differently. And it actually led me to click funnels in the one funnel way. Right. Yeah. And so day cool. one, I was hooked to uh, your training to Russell's training and uh, everything click funnels had no idea what a funnel was like Ron and I were doing some coaching stuff in person on this, uh, you know, where you could handle like 10 people at a time. Yeah. Definitely never the one to many. It was just more like the one to one. Uh, and then sure. so discovering the funnels and, the, and through the one funnel way, man, you're definitely a huge, huge driver into 
how Ron and I do business and what we're doing even now. So uh, awesome. thank you so much for that. And, uh, I, you know, that, that story of you bootstrapping your way to, to uh, Funnel Hacking Live, uh, <laughs> that is a fun story. And, and, but if you wouldn't mind answering the question of how did you, A, get Russell's attention while you were there to, for mm -hmm. him to actually hire you? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I heard about ClickFunnels. At the time, I was in all of my entrepreneurship and marketing classes in college, and there was like two other guys who were actually trying to do stuff and not just... I asked this teacher once, I was like, hey, what's the biggest thing that drives you nuts about students? And they said, it's the students that think I'm in charge of their education. And I was like, that changed my life. And he's like, the best thing you can do is don't trust me. He's like, go start learning on your own. And uh, so I started launching all these things on the side and actively trying to build companies. And um, anyway, uh, when, I, when I heard about ClickFunnels and what that was, I was already building, like I was hiring out these, these VAs and they were building out websites for me. There was, there was, I was doing a lot of stuff on the internet and um, nothing was really working. There's some break-even stuff. There was, so I was already really active in it and my, my teachers and colleagues kind of knew I was like that kid that wouldn't shut up about it, you know, and I would kind of get in fights with them sometimes on, oh, that's not what Russell said, you know, <laughs> like, you know, he's richer than you. I'm going to listen to him. And it's, you know, at a point, but I was also kind of a jerk and didn't mean to be, but, and, um, you know, uh, so when I saw ClickFunnels and, and Russell and all that, the first year I wanted to go do it, just dates didn't work out. I wanted to go to Funnel Hacking Live 2015 and, um, and I couldn't, dates didn't work out and I was just, I was sad, you know, I, I, that bumped me out. But I was like, okay, that means I got one year. I have no money still. I uh, stuff, a little bit of success, not enough to like take cash and go buy a plane ticket, you know? I was like, I'm gonna go trade funnels for plane tickets, funnels for hotel nights, funnels for the event tickets. And, and so it gave me a year to do that. And I started by doing all these small companies, brand new startups, no product, no cash flow, and quickly realized that was not my customer who would have fast success with funnels, you know? And, um, and so I changed my client and started working with these other companies. Uh, I reached out to them and my pitch was literally, hey, I know you don't know what a funnel is. Uh, it has nothing to do with the kitchen. I suck at cooking. Uh, <laughs> I said, hey, if uh, uh, I'll build you one of these internet things and if it works, can we talk about me getting paid? If not, no harm, no foul. So you have no risk. And they're like, okay. So I went and I found this company with an existing products, existing huge buyers list, existing and started building the funnel for them. And it worked and started raining cash in on them. And uh, um, I was like, cool, it's sweet. And then I started doing it for other small side projects and started having companies get big success well before Russell knew who I was. Um, and I, I didn't, why, why would he, why, how should he know who I was? You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to be known by him. I did reach out to him once and I was like, these funnel things are awesome. And he was like, cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, Russell, Russell. <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah, I was like, will you look at my funnel? No response. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, get him to know who I am. So I, this was an actual decision of mine. He said, go do this dream 100 thing. I was like, man, I only know one guy in this entire space that's even doing something like this, and it's Russell Brunson, you know? And so on my Dream 100, there was one name, and it was Russell. <laughs> he was the full list. 
And I decided, I, I realized that after I couldn't get Russell's attention, and this is a big lesson, this is a big realization for me. If you can't get the attention of the person that you're trying to, like a big guru, become a leader amongst their following and the following will deliver you to the leader. And so I started acting like a support agent for ClickFunnels. I wasn't, but for six months every day, I spent hours in their Facebook group answering questions, reading support docs, doing stuff. And I, it took a lot of my energy to do that. And what was the benefit of it is that by the time I decided I'd be the first person to comment on everything Russell put out, the first person to comment on every product, every podcast, everything, left reviews, and from a very free stance with no money in, which is why I get so huffy when people are like, well, I don't have any cash. And I'm like, <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> you, know, like, you, that, you don't have to have it to make value. You can still create value. Yeah, you know, cash certainly helps. But so by the time I got to Funnel Hacking Live and and traded the plane tickets and all that stuff there and got there, um, Russell did like a triple take. He'd seen my face. He was over at the AV booth. I walked in and there's music going and I was feeling super insecure. And I was like, I'm broke. I'm going to be found out. This is all millionaires, you know, hardcore imposter syndrome. We all get it, you know, and, and like, don't see straight through me. And so I wore a freaking suit because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And, and uh, I look over and Russell's at the AV booth and I was like, huh? you know, celebrity sighting. Most people put like, like sports people's, you know, their posters on the wall. Like I was, I almost put a poster of Russell Brunson on my wall. So glad I didn't. That is so weird. But, uh, In your shared office, you should have had that. that yeah, it's just like a big thing of his face because he'd already changed my life. Even though I wasn't really making tons of money yet, I could see now. Right. I, I could see that they would work. I just needed to get the finer tuned details of the skill set down. And it, it, uh, it had changed my life already by that point. And I was graduating in five days from that time. And, um, and so when he, he saw me, he did like a triple take and I just thanked him and walked away because I didn't want to look like an idiot, you know, and say anything else. And so I went and sat down and he, in his slides, he would, he was talking about the products and case studies. Well, I was the first comment on all these things. So I kept popping up on his slides <laughs> in Funnel Hacking Live and um, which is how he knew who I was. And so it worked. And I had no intention of working at ClickFunnels ever at all. Um, but I got five job offers during that event and four ClickFunnels. And I was like, well, might as well apply. Maybe I can just be a support guy. Proximity's power. So I applied for a support role. And um, they're like, will you come in? They called me two days later. I was back at school. Finals week. Finals of my final semester. <laughs> and I was, was becoming an officer in the army also at, at the end as I graduated. There's light, I mean, busy. I was really busy. And, um, and uh, they said, would you come over and, and, and come interview? I was like, sure. So I got in my car and drove immediately, skipped some finals and just got over there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, you want me to meet Russell to be a support agent? This is really weird. I didn't know what they were doing. It wasn't until I interviewed. We talked for an hour and a half. And then got back in that they called and said, do you want to come be the, the funnel guy? And I said, sure, this is bad negotiation of me, but I would do that for free. Like, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't. It. It's a little bit more of how it happened. Bit of a rant there, but yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I will tell you, you know, that, that story Corey shared where, you know, he went on this, this quest and found OFA, you know, he went through it and he kept bugging me and bugging me to go through it. So I actually went through it and you were, you were teaching it. 
And what got me was you shared a story and you were talking about how story was important to sales. And you shared this story of a guy in a limousine that you <laughs> ran up, he gave you a book and I was like so engulfed in this stupid story and you're like, I just made that all up. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I was this like, is a good book and I've never yes, read it. <laughs> yes, that's the book. <laughs> And Which I was like, I owe you royalties for the sales of that book. Right. Uh, I was like, I was so close to buying it. And you're like, don't do it. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but the stories piece and getting people to understand how they need to get to know you and, and building that trust, that was so important. But that opened my eyes right there. And I think I told Corey right after that day, I was like, holy smokes, like we need stories. Yeah. Right. So I I wanted to thank you for that for sure. But how did you come about putting those two together? I think a lot of people don't really understand. Okay. The story will help with the sales, right? Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people understand that or feel it's important. Yeah. You know, it's really, uh, it's, it's kind of a shame in my opinion, because it's, it's rough when you hear, okay, you got this entrepreneur who spends all this time creating a solution to a problem. Right? the best companies solve something real, right? And they spend all this time, but but they never take on the role of a marketer. I always cringe a little bit when somebody says, um, "I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur." And then they're like, "Why am I broke?" By default, the role of an entrepreneur is not a cash creating role. Right. The only thing an entre- a business owner is in the business of systems. They own and control systems. And all a business is, is a series of systems that brings a lead in, you sell some of them, you fulfill on it. Like that's all a business is. There's no woo-woo, there's no fluff. Like <laughs> that's all it is. Does it get leads? Do you sell some, do you fulfill well? That's what a business owner does. An entrepreneur though is in the business of solving an issue. They entrepreneur or create value out of resources in a way no one has ever, ever done before. It's right in Webster, right? That's what they do. A marketer though, marketing is where you actually get paid. Right, a marketer takes the solution and delivers it to a marketplace. And you think about how many products that are out there that are just amazing that would really change the world or bless the world, but because they never learn a skill of what it takes to market the solution, you don't get paid. And so under the hood of marketing, um, you really have, um, I mean, there's two parts to the engine. One is the story um, that, hey, things can be different than it currently is. Right? And then there's the offer that delivers on the promise. And so I think of them in two separate things, but they do work together. And, and people will get into a problem. The issue is that people will create the two separately. And you don't really do that. You, you create the offer, but at the same time, you're kind of creating and developing the sales message. And because you're going to lead with the message, not the offer. The, the product's so good, it's going to sell itself, is like the biggest pile of garbage on the face of this planet. <laughs> and it's just... It's dumb. <laughs> it's like, right. no, that's not true. Otherwise, every cool product would be selling. It's that's not true at all. You know, so it's um, um, so we create the the and I think about it in like a two two halves, right? So again, the the, the sales message creates new promise. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, things don't need to be how they are, and the offer is what fulfills on that promise. And so what happens is, if you don't have the new promise of the message, you're just left with the solution, but you may not even know what it's for yet. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are really the two. Now they work together. Yeah. I love it. Well, you've definitely mastered uh, or have really immensely overshadowed many people in the regards of 
how you're telling stories and and uh, just connecting it with that the offer. Um, but but I want to circle back with one more question, kind of uh, regarding your past, uh, before we can move on to what's happening now and in the future. And so yeah. uh, it's my favorite question I get to ask every time we have a show, and that. If you could go back to a younger Steve, if you could give yourself a little bit of advice, what advice would you give? What advice would you bestow upon your, a younger version of yourself to try to get you where you are sooner? You know, I, I actually uh, mull with this question frequently because while it is like a coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, you look backwards, same breath, I wouldn't be where I am without the journey. So it's like, it's hard to wish away even the failures thank goodness try three didn't work i'd be stuck doing it you know what i mean like <laughs> that would suck running that company right now i'm so glad it didn't work right. but like you don't know that in the middle of it so you gotta like sit in the pain a little bit and so i think i think i was to go back and tell myself like you know, there's really two journeys you kind of go on and one is the skill set journey it's the one you go into the one funnel challenge for or whatever it is that you do all right skill set how like uh the skill set of the thing right but then there's the skill set um of you managing you while you do it and i don't mean like time management i'll be honest i i suck at routines i just do i don't really go to bed at the same time i don't get up at the same time i don't have the same morning routines like it's just i don't i'm really bad at it um uh, i'm good at my work hours besides that it's kind of crap like <laughs> it's kind of all over the place um i would tell myself two things. I would say, first of all, um, pay more attention to the personal journey that the business one will require you to go through. Um, and then I also would tell myself to get coaches faster. I, there's really not that many shortcuts, you know, yeah. like, and you spend so much time looking for shortcuts, you might as well do the work, just do it. You know? right. There's very few shortcuts that are really out there. But one of the shortcuts that really does exist, is that people are faster than books. You know, it's a faster education style. So I've got like five, they go way back there. They're all loaded, lots of books. I don't spend nearly as much time studying as people think that I do. And it's because I spend more time seeking, like I'll tell you one of my, you know, the guy that teaches me all my finance stuff, his name is Brad Gibb. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. That guy is three degrees. That guy worked for Agora Finance. I mean, he is, he is one of the, in my opinion, he's the next Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go get three degrees and go through all stuff. I'm, let me just go get like the, the top 5% actions that he's doing and just mirror them. And you skip tons of, so people are faster than books. People are faster than courses. People are faster and, and seeking out that kind of stuff. So I messaged him one day and I said, Hey man, will you just like come teach me? I don't know about what money just teach me about money i want to know about economics teach me more about finance what's the cream of the crop stuff that you've had to go through decades to learn and be like huh it's these three things you know like the other day i realized there's only three skill sets that really pay me as an entrepreneur that's it and i shouldn't worry about any of the rest and i can outsource all of them right right so offer message campaigns not funnel building i can outsource that not facebook ads i can outsource that message offer campaigns beyond that like why am i doing anything else so that's all I do. And everyone does everything else. Same thing to that guy. And I'm like, Hey, top three things. So I would tell myself that I would, I would go and say, cause I, I am naturally curious. I always tell people I suffer from insatiable curiosity and 
proudly don't want to cure it. Um, but it can lead me down these rabbit holes that I just, do I need to be there? And uh, that's, that's some of the advice I tell myself, like go to therapy, right? Get working on yourself. The personal journey matters as much as the business skill set journey. And then second of all, got to surround with more people. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and they're amazing people. They've, they're friends of the show. So they've been on a couple of times and we actually yeah. did one of their challenge live on the show for five days. So it was kind of fun. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So they're, they're good people. Okay. So we kind of talked about the past a little bit. Now, you know, you've got this new building you're coming. So let's, let's kind of catapult into the, like what's next. I know COVID's kind of got everyone crazy, yeah. but you got this sweet new building that I've been watching you build online. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been cool, man. Um, we are, so I'll just show some numbers here, you know, like last offer mine that cost a quarter million bucks. That was expensive for us to run. Funnel Hacking Live. It was awesome, by the way. Oh, thanks. Corey was thank you, thank you. Yeah, Funnel Hacking Live is millions of dollars to, to, to pull off. Um, I started looking at what it costs for us because we have to go rent space and bring someone else in, rent the AV equipment, then hire the AV team to run the equipment. Like, huh, like if we just owned a, a studio, you know, even if it holds, we're building it so it holds 100 people. Um, and then 50 people with tables. I was like, that's perfect. Perfect for a mastermind, which I certainly want to do. Perfect for small, intimate events, which I really like to do as well because you get to interact with a lot of people, make sure that you know, questions are answered, all that. Like, that's perfect. Um, I was like, even if it's a little bit of cash, like, it's just going to be a, a good thing for us to do. Plus, we'll own a studio space. So I'm not, uh, what we're doing is we're, I'm trying to build it. Actually, when I, when I first got hired by ClickFunnels, um, their old office, um, probably like three miles south of the new one, but I watched them go through the planning of it. It was super educational because they were like, Hey, they, I think their office is like 7,000 square feet or something like that. And then 1800 square feet. So like you know, that third ish around, around a third ish, fourth ish is this event space, event room. And they do, they'll do little events there. They'll do, they'll run his mastermind out of that. They'll run, but that ends up paying for everything. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if we're going to go do this, like let's plan it out that way. So we structured it in a way so that, I mean, we're not, I'm not trying to like, you know, become financially free out of this room, but pay for all of my business costs out of it. Like that's, that's awesome. That was a profit center instead of a cost on my business. And we don't have to go keep running these events on these other places anymore, you know? So that's, that's why we're doing it. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, so it's, we've, we're bringing in a lot of TV set designers and they're designing an event space, but it's also three separate sets. So the camera doesn't know that it's the same stage. You're just looking at certain parts of the stage. So one's going to be like a side by side impact theory, Tom Billy style okay. um, show um, in the center. That's the center camera. It's these swiveling cameras that are up in the rafters and stuff. It looks really neat, but they um, that's like, if there's an event going on and then the one on the right is like podcast material. But you don't know it's the same stage, so it's kind of neat. That's how we're doing it. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, hey, thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So, so with that, you've got OfferMind, which, you, you know, you maybe can update us a little bit of what's kind of next for that. And then you've got OfferLab. I, I assume there's going to be a next round or version two or something yeah. like that going on. Uh, update us on those. Yeah, absolutely. So we are doing... Um, you know, because everything that's going on economically, uh, we we did have to push back 
uh, offer mine, which is a shame, but that's okay. Um, we ended up getting that very first Funnel Hacking Live room that I went to in San Diego. And so that's where it was gonna be held. So we had to push it back, kind of do full circle as far as the story goes. So it's pushed back to 2021, which is fine. In its place though, we're doing a different event um, called, uh, you know, it's Offer and Everything. So <laughs> it's called Offer Launch. Um, I'm excited for Offer Launch. It's got, um, I realized all my material has been geared towards somebody who doesn't have an offer or they're trying to improve the offer. But there's a whole separate thing that I do in my own company. I never really taught. It's the skill set of launching in campaigns, not Facebook stuff. I don't have any Facebook, but um, my bread and butter, I, I lead with the offer guy, but what I really do is I launch offers. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm just going to teach all my cash flow strategies when you have actually an offer done. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, I know, I know we're getting close to time, but I, I, we wanted to definitely thank you and, and respect your time. Uh, one thing on, on this new offer launch that I want to ask about, is that something that anyone can participate in? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, an event that, um, it'll be a virtual event. Um, it's specifically geared towards those who have at least an idea of what they want to sell. But, uh, I mean, most people don't create their plan on how they're going to sell when they're making their offer anyway. So it's kind of good to show up anyway. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's perfect because we just want to make sure people get in front of you because again, you, you've impacted Corey and I so much um, okay. and, and we can't thank you enough. I mean, obviously we met at Funnel Hacking Live, but yeah. we're both from Colorado. So there's past there. Um, but if it wasn't for OFA and you being in there, I probably wouldn't have got involved and we wouldn't be where we are now yeah. and and so we definitely want to thank you and however we can help return the favor we would love to yeah i appreciate that that really means a lot yeah absolutely thanks guys so yeah steve i mean we i know at, at funnel hacking live and you didn't you wanted to try to be cool for russell like we had the same feeling with you so yes yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <We did it. laughs> i was comfortable next to your big pig guy he was fine but like you came up was like Oh, but yeah. awesome. Colton's awesome. Like you got yourself a good team, and uh, I look forward to, to seeing every every next step. And uh, I'm sure uh, offer launch uh, once we have some dates and materials, we'll I'm be sure there. We'll, we'll be there. And uh, yeah, oh, sure. We're we're planning a campaign to launch it right now. Actually, <laughs> nice, nice. We can't wait. It's gonna oh. be awesome. Steve, thanks again, man. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Steve. Well, everyone, I sure hope. You listened uh, with both ears that time that you were not distracted because, you know, anybody can do what Steve did. It's just a matter of failing and getting back up and learning and watching and modeling people that are doing things that you want to do. Absolutely, guys. I hope you got a ton of value from this gentleman. I know Corey and I have in our past, uh, and that's why we were so excited to bring him to you. Um, but like always, two takeaways. Number one, stories sell. Stories sell. So make sure you can tell your story, you have a story, and it's not necessarily the product, it's the story. And then number two, and we talked a little bit about you know, the dream 100 and, and connecting to people and people translate that to money. And you know, he didn't do that. He didn't have the money to translate it to. So he connected with his dream 100 one person differently, right? And that you can do many different ways. 
But what's exciting is we actually teach you that in our Now Dream 22, along with our whole framework, so you can do it successfully. Absolutely, Ron. Another case study that shows how the Now Dream One, the Now My Dream 22 is the best way. That the Dream 100 isn't the only way because you know some of us have figured out something that's faster, better, more efficient, and less overwhelming. So everyone, check out NowMyDream22.com, and uh, you'll see that we will teach you how to double your visibility, increase your traffic, and definitely, most importantly, get more sales. The trifecta. Guys, thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.